0: Welcome to the Embodied Love Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant. In this show, we'll be exploring all things love, relationships, and the creative fulfillment of living a life on purpose. If you're someone who wants to leave this world a little better and really make the most out of your human experience, you're a creative, a lover, a human who is here to embody the full essence of love, this podcast is for you. Join me for conversations about the real stories, lessons, and mistakes that make up a life well-lived and a human well-loved. Let's dive in. Hello, lovers. Welcome back. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about something that's really been up for me lately, And I thought, what better way (laughs) to kind of just work this through my system than to have a conversation with all of you about it? Because if it's something that's up for me, it's probably up for you in some capacity if you've been following me for a while, because that's what resonance is all about. (laughs) And so today I really want to talk about this concept of a level up Kind of love. And what I've been noticing is that my work is really not for the masses, so to speak. And the reason I think that is because of the level of depth to which my body of work goes. Like it's really rich, it's really deep. Um, It will require something of you, you know, and because of that, of course, the ways in which I teach are designed for people who are playing a big game in life, who are up to really cool shit, who are creating their creatives. And a creative doesn't necessarily mean an artist, but like you're an active creator of your experience, uh, you're not just going through the motions of life. You're not just accepting mediocrity, and you're like, "Well, I guess this is the best it can get." That's not who my body of work is is for. My body of work is for the people who understand that they have a soul mission, and they are devoted to that mission. And when you're connected to your soul, when you are connected to a mission that is bigger than you, you don't have time to fuck around. Let's just be real. Like you just don't have time to be wasting your time either dating people who have the emotional intelligence of a five-year-old Uh, Or you, you don't have time to be in relationships that aren't really going anywhere. Or being in relationships with people that keep you safe and contained, aka in an energetic cage. And so many people in, if we're talking about the masses, the masses are looking for safe containment. They're looking for a cage to call love. And, you know, they, they want their relationship to be this very controlled, controllable, um, predictable thing. And any time that you prioritize predictability over truth, you're going to kill off passion. And so, yes, it's great to be in a relationship where you feel emotionally safe. And I will always advocate for that. And next level love does require that. But there's a difference between, you know, having emotional safety and emotional safety really comes down to the ability to kind of navigate the emotional waters together and do so in a way where you're not using shame, blame, make wrong or judgment. And you're not doing that to yourself and you're not doing it to the other person. And when we create an environment of emotional safety, that actually creates a nice foundation to expand into your potentiality. And when we're talking about level up kind of love, that's exactly what happens. But when we're talking about people who are choosing the safe relationship, So this often happens, and I'll just use the example of women because that's primarily who I work with, and also that's my experience, being a woman. But I see this happen when you maybe go for the bad guy, the bad girl, the bad person, just the one that you're like, this person's going to fuck me up in all the worst ways, but all the best ways too. So I'm just going to go for it. So you go for it and you get fucked up and you get hurt and you get heartbroken. And then all of our protection mechanisms come out of the woodwork, collapse your energy. And then this is kind of the distinction between someone who's going to go on that path of next level love versus like the mundane sort of love is the mundane track will then immediately go to the safe choice. And the way that this kind of gets constructed in the mind is we collapse that passion, that sexual chemistry, and we collapse it with blame, shame, make wrong in judgment, <laughs> meaning we make that the cause of, of why the relationship was so bad, like, Oh, you know, it, it was because the sex was so hot. And like, I, in order to have a healthy relationship, I need to choose someone who I, I just don't feel like that uprooted with. And I don't feel that level of chemistry or passion with. And so what happens is that women will often choose the safe guy, you know, the guy that is super stable, super reliable, um, dependable, all wonderful qualities. And those are definitely qualities that you will need in a partner. However, the sexual chemistry and attraction is not there. And what they will do is they will say, you know what? I don't, I don't need it. It's not that big of a deal. Like, is sex really that big of a deal? Is passion that really important? Is intimacy like super like top on the priority list? Like, nah, I I can get by. And women can, they can distract themselves. I think a lot longer than maybe men can. At least that's been my experience. Um, And So they will kind of choose that very stable, like we're just going through the motions. We're, we're best friends, you know, we we get along good human, but I don't want to fuck them. And this is really what sets apart a relationship that will be in service to your soul or not. Because a relationship that's in service to your soul means your whole human gets fed, which means all of your needs get tended to, get prioritized. We find ways that are really healthy and relational to meet those needs, whether that's you know the way that you create your relationship and your relational agreements. Whether that is, you know, prioritizing conversations that are uncomfortable but necessary. And see, the majority of people who do relationships just aren't interested in doing the heavier lifting that level up and next level kind of love requires. Like, people, I think, like the idea of a level up kind of love until you realize (laughs) what's required of you. Until you realize that, oh shit, I really have to be on my game here. Like this type of relationship, I can't get away with my shit in. Because a next level love is going to call you to a level that you haven't gone to yet. And it'll continue to keep calling you to grow and expand beyond who you know yourself to be. And that's one of the most glorious parts of being in a relational dynamic like that. Because you are always growing, moving, expanding. You're not stagnant. But in the safe relationship, there's a high probability of stagnancy. I mean, it's, it's inevitable in a relationship like that. Um, but it happens pretty fast. You know, when you lack the passion and the aliveness, well, it gets boring. Let's be honest. And when we don't have that passion, that electricity, that life that is flowing through not only our body, but the body of our partner and then what we co-create together, it gets dull really fast. And this is why a lot of you know mainstream relationships are so tangled in drama because it is their only access to that excitement and aliveness because they have chosen a partner who they aren't actually attracted to at least sexually at, you know, on that chemistry level, like compatibility is important. Communication is important. Chemistry is important. You actually need all of it in order to have a healthy, functioning, thriving relationship. And I think the reason why people choose, you know, a relationship where, you know, it's good, but it's not great or you know you have all of your needs met except for chemistry, is because on some level, our ego is like yeah let's play small, like I I don't know playing big, and like following this soul mission that's kind of confronting, that's scary, that's gonna require us to have a really intimate relationship with the unknown. Uh, nah. So if I choose a partner where, you know, all of these pieces aren't being met, then I can focus on the drama that happens from having a chronically unmet need and all of my creative energy gets siphoned off into thinking about the chronic unmet need or this happens a lot where you develop coping mechanisms and patterns of behavior that give you a little hit of the thing that you're not getting so this can you know develop into really uh dysfunctional relational behavior uh it can get you into situations where you're like oh shit how the fuck did i get here like yikes uh <laughs> i kind of was like flirting and then i was like oh in a relationship. Sorry, bye. You know, (laughs) they can get you into some pretty compromising situations if you are not tending to that area in a really healthy and reverent way. And so, and and this is the thing about chemistry. You can't actually force it. You either want to fuck them or you don't. You either want to kiss them or you don't. You either want to be close to them or you don't. And a lot of that has to do with our biology, you know, our, our hormones, our pheromones. That plays into chemistry quite a bit. And so when we make a choice for love and you're like, wow, this is such a good person, but my pheromones just don't jive with them. Well, that's only going to last for so long, or if you're going to go the long haul with each other, you are going to have to abandon a very critical and fundamental part of who you are in order to survive there. Which means if you're playing that game, you can't play the big game of your life. Because all of your creative faculties and resources are going to be tied up in managing your energy and your emotions and your relationship. And so I've really come to realize in these past few months that, you know, my work just isn't for the masses. It's just, it's not for the people who are genuinely okay just being okay, (laughs) you know, who are okay being in these mediocre relationships. Because if you're in a mediocre relationship, you are not building a life that fucking inspires you. You aren't backing your soul's mission. You're just going through the motions. And my work is for the people who are like, wait a second, no, there's actually so much more here for me. You might have... Done the whole pattern of like chemistry bomb relationship into the super safe relationship. And then you come out of that and you're like, what the fuck was that? And like, I know that there's got to be something more than a relationship that is just flatlined where I'm not desired in that relationship. Because that's a big thing too that will impact people's self worth is when they don't feel desired by their partner. And when you pick someone that you don't have chemistry with, uh, inevitably there's going to be a point where you just don't feel desired, and so you will unconsciously seek out that attention, that energy. And that can be really damaging to your relationship. And it's also damaging to your self-worth and your self-esteem to not feel desired, to not feel wanted. Um, like it's, it's a big part of maintaining a healthy relationship and, you know, this is why I always advocate for taking a little bit of time in the dating process. You know, you want to make sure that you're aligned emotionally, that you're aligned intellectually, that you're aligned spiritually, Physically, so you physically like their face and you like how they look. Um, energetically is another, you know, important thing. Like how do your energies dance with each other? And relationally, like do you have kind of modes of relating that are compatible? And then of course you want to look and see and figure out if you have sexual chemistry and compatibility because without that you're basically just friends and there's obviously nothing wrong with being friends and having friends I think friends are great and of course you want to be friends with your partner but you also need to want to fuck them and when that chemistry piece is off it's very, very difficult to take your relationship in this co-creative direction that really amplifies the light in both people because that sexual energy is your life force energy. And there's some pretty cool shit that happens when you're actively tending to and nourishing that sexual energy in your dynamic. If you want to talk about like popping your life off, (laughs) creating a life of your dreams. You got to prioritize having a great sex life. Like that's a big part of it. And I mean, we could probably go into many, many hours of conversation and discussion as to why that is. And maybe we'll do that in another podcast. Maybe we'll do that in an upcoming program. I don't know. But for now, just know that it is a crucial element of any functional relationship that is on that level up kind of love track. Like I personally just don't want to be in a relationship that caters to my smallness, that allows me to play play it safe. Like I, I literally want to make the most of out of my life and time on this planet. I want to look back on the very last day of my life and be like, wow, we fucking did it. Everything you wanted to do, you did. You let your soul lead and look at this beautiful life that you created. And in order to really do that well in relationship, that requires a certain type of person. So I personally am just not interested in dumpster diving for love. And like, this is no shade if you want to be on a dating app. But like, I, I do not find that the energetics of dating apps resonates for me. So if I don't even resonate energetically with a dating app, there is no fucking way I'm getting onto one. Because that is not going to be great for my energy if I'm not feeling it right from the beginning. And so by avoiding dating apps, I'm also avoiding a lot of the fucking trash behavior that happens on them. Like if you look at the culture of a dating app, it's not exactly designed for (laughs) like epic love. You know, there's a lot of things that it it's, is happening, you know, when you're on an app and you're scrolling and you're commodifying people and, you know, making very quick snap judgments and probably not fully in your body um, while doing it. That's just not for me. My method is a little different. My method is live my life. My method is be in the embodiment of my joy, be in the embodiment of my passions, be in the embodiment of the work that I'm here to do in the world, my gifts, my talents. Uh, Let me be in resonance with the truth of who I am and walk through my life connected to that energy. And what that does is anyone who is on a similar vibe is going to catch mine and I'm going to catch theirs. So I'm never really worried about, oh, how, how am I going to meet my person? I'm not concerned about it. <laughs> like, I'll meet them when I meet them. We'll align when we align. And in the meantime... I got shit to do. I have a life to build. I have things to create. So I am already living in that level up kind of love frequency. I'm in that pocket in my day to day. And so, of course, you know, my work is an embodiment of that as well. And it will literally guide you to create the proper environment for the type of relationship that you truly desire and the type of relationship that allows you to be your full self and not have to compromise parts of you in order to be loved and not having to compromise certain needs in order to be in relationship to other. But instead like carving this new paradigm of love. That's actually what I'm most interested in. Like I do not give a shit about all of the old ways of doing relationship because quite frankly they don't really work. If they worked, we wouldn't have relational issues the way that we do. You know, you'd see a lot more people lit up and thriving and fulfilled in their relationships. But unfortunately, that's not the case. The relational industry, the personal development industry is a very booming and thriving industry because a lot of relationships are in the fucking ditch. And we don't know how to properly relate to ourselves or how to relate to other people in ways that Keep the connection thriving, keep it healthy. I spoke about this in my emotional availability free class where we relate on the level of our relational blueprint. So the ways in which we learned how to relate came from the people that we were most exposed to in our formative years, and we learned. What relationship is and isn't and what it means to be human and what it means to relate and what it means to be emotional and all of these things we, we learned from the people around us. And if the people around us didn't have the best model to follow, then it, it's literally the blind leading the fucking blind. And then we're like mystified. <laughs> Why? Why? my relationship not working. (laughs) Why do I like do all of these insane things in my relationship? But like when I'm single, I'm not this crazy person. Well, because you got some stuff, you got some junk in the trunk. There's, there's some stuff in the basement there that we got to look at. And so my work, we go down into the basement, we turn on the light, We see what we're working with. We make the repairs. We build the new skills so that the foundation of your internal home, your internal house, which is you, is strong and solid. And when you're strong and solid in who you are, the way in which you are going to relate to other people transforms. When you know that you're a fucking prize, when you know your worth... When you know what a fucking delight it is to be in relationship with you, to get to have access to you, and not in some conceited way, not some in some entitled way, but just like the truth of your energy. You know, everyone who's in their alignment, their energy is just mm, chef's kiss. The problem is most people aren't in alignment <laughs> and they don't really know what their true essence is all about because there's all of this um, protection let's call it there are all these parts that we've adapted and adaptive strategies that we've developed to survive and if we just let those run they will run us into the ground they will run our relationships into the ground they will have us keep choosing the same type of relationship over and over and over. They will keep having us choose a relationship where all your needs are not being met. But when we do the deeper diving, and we're like, let's let's go to the basement. Let's see. Maybe it's not so scary down there after all. And when we start looking at this material that's driving our behavior... And we start getting into alignment with ourselves. And we start honoring what it is that we truly need to be happy, lit up, fulfilled, enriched. Um, The way that we relate will begin to shift. Because when you create a life that feels so good for you to be in, it becomes very obvious when someone comes into your field and fucks shit up. AKA they're not an energetic match. They haven't done the work on their side of the fence to keep their shit clean. And so they're literally coming into your yard and taking shit all over it. And then they're like, you clean it up. It's your yard. (laughs) Uh, and And then it gets dramatic. And we got to fight all the time. We fight. We pick fights just to feel alive. How true is that for most relationships? The only time you're really feeling alive is when you're fighting with each other. When you're not getting along. And that's because there's a core nutrient missing in that relationship. Now, it doesn't mean... You know, and I, I see this a lot in the relational world. Like you can build that. Well, you, you can build it back if it was there to begin with. Okay. If you, if there was a point in time where you're like, yeah, I want to like rip this person's clothes off and fuck them. And I just, I'm so turned on by them. If that was there at the start and then you kind of got off track there's a high probability that you could cultivate that back if that's what you want to do. It's also okay if you don't want to. It's also okay if you've just gone as far as you can go with someone. You don't win any fucking medal or prize for sticking it out when you don't want to be there. Like if, if you genuinely are done, then the most loving thing you can do Is leave. Because then that sets you free to walk the path that you're meant to walk. And it sets them free to walk the path that they're meant to walk and to pair up and align with people who are going to take you to the next level of your life, take you on the next adventure, you know? And so just be, just be careful of anything that's like too dogmatic (laughs) in this world of like, it's only this way. It's only this way. And like, and, and also watch that impulse to override what, what is really true for you. You know, if we hear stuff like, yeah, you should be able to cultivate that attraction back if it was there once. But like internally, that feels like a rejection of self. It feels like abandonment of self. It, It feels like, ugh, no thank you. (laughs) I can't imagine putting in the time, the energy, and the effort, and I just, it's too far gone. I had a relationship like that where, you know, it wasn't a horrible relationship. You know, we were best friends. We get along great. We can... You know, the day-to-day of our life was fun. It was easy. Like, we we could coexist really well. Except I didn't want to fuck him. The idea of having sex literally made my skin crawl. So, I don't know. Call me crazy. (laughs) But... (laughs) Pretty sure that was a sign that we weren't aligned in that way. And that's fine. It's actually okay. And, you know, it it didn't make me a bad person because I didn't want to work on it. I think it would have made me a not so great person if I had continued to self-abandon to stay. Like, I was willing to be the bad guy. I was willing to initiate the change in the relationship um, to, to liberate us both from a dynamic that we neither of us were thriving in. That's the thing. Like, when things are good and you're just kind of coasting, you're not thriving. Coasting and thriving are two different things. And when you want a level up kind of love, you have to be committed to thriving more than you are committed to coasting. And this is, you know, a conversation about our comfort zone, really. Because most people don't want to leave their comfort zone. Which is why most people will never have that level up kind of love or that level up kind of life because they're just not willing to do what it takes. They're not willing to clean up their mindset. They're not willing to clean up their actions. They're not willing to take consistent action. They're not willing to make different moves. And so they get what they get. And, you know, if you're here, I know that you belong to the group of people who are up to big fucking things. You are here to weave something immaculate into the fabric of humanity. And, you know, that can be something big. That can be something small. Like your soul mission, it doesn't really matter what your soul mission is. It just matters that you listen to it. it matters that you follow it. it matters that you create from it. And all of us have a different soul mission. And if you are here and you've made it this far, guaranteed you are meant to have a life that feels fucking great to be in and be in a relationship that inspires you to keep becoming more and more and more of who you've truly been and who you truly are and who you truly are becoming. you can't just do mediocre love and have a big, epic life. you got to go big in both areas, which means we have to put those patterns in the ground that have us fixate on safety over fulfillment. Because just because someone is familiar to you doesn't mean that you're fulfilled there. But you can be fulfilled with someone who's familiar if you've got you know, the chemistry on lockdown, you have the compatibility, you have the communication, you have vision for your partnership, and you call each other to like more expansive levels of greatness. Like you're not just going to sit and tolerate each other's shit. You're not going to tolerate behaviors that are literally holding and like binding your wings or like keeping you in a cage. Like, no, we want a love that liberates. And the level up kind of love is a love that liberates you. It allows you to become more of who you are. It allows you to ensure that every area of your life is designed in a way that is congruent with your soul, that is congruent with what you are here to leave this planet with. And so, you know, making peace with the fact that, you know, my work is not for everybody has been a really... It's been a ride, I'll be honest, like, because there are, you know, parts of myself that are like, oh, I just want everybody to know this, (laughs) you know? And when I see my clients and like just the ways in which they are thriving and shining and building out a life that they are so inspired by and creating relationships that light them up. And doing it in a way that's totally unique to them. Like, I don't teach, like, there's only one mode to relate. Like, you have to do just monogamy or just polyamory or... Like, I want you to create what's right and true for you. I want that to be, like, your relationships to be your most authentic expression. And so, in order to do that, you've got to be right with you. you got to be willing to back yourself. And you've got to be willing to feel your feelings and be emotionally available to yourself first and foremost, because this is a huge part in discerning whether someone is good for you or not. And good for you in the sense of like, are they really aligned? And are they really going to be the thing that allows you to go to the next level of your life? Because every new level of your life will require something new from you. And sometimes that means that certain relationships we've had can only take us so far. You know, I think one of the most honorable ways that we can respect our relationships is noticing when we've gone as far as we can go with someone. Instead of trying to drag them along or like push them or like force them to be somewhere that they're not, or maybe that's happening to you. I don't know. But like the more reverent move is to be able to look at something objectively and be like, huh, yeah, like we've had like a beautiful run here and we've gone as far as we can go because the next level of my life requires something completely different and that will require different types of relationships. So you know The types of relationships I had before stepping into building a business, well, they were just different. They required very little of me. But when I stepped into the world of entrepreneurship, my entire relational world transformed. It had to because I had to surround myself with people who were also creating on a big level who had expansive possibility mindset, who understood the link between the health of their relationships and the availability to their purpose. So when your relationships are really healthy, both platonically and romantically, and you are literally juiced up in your relationships, it gives you the fucking rocket fuel to fulfill on your purpose. It's the coolest thing. And if you're in that pocket, you have to be around other people who understand that. It's like creatives needing other creatives. You know, if you grew up as a super creative person, then you were in a family of like very analytical people who were disconnected from their creativity you're probably not going to thrive in that environment. But as soon as you take yourself out of that environment and put yourself in a new environment with people who get it, who are on the same vibe, who are up to a very similar game in life, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. I feel like I belong for the first time. And so for me, it was so critical to create a social circle filled with creatives and entrepreneurs and people who prioritize personal and relational development. Because those were the type of people who like, and listen, my community doesn't get it right all the time. Like we're messy, we're human, like we fuck shit up. But the difference between that group of friends and community versus previous friends and community is the commitment to getting things complete. We don't leave open loops in our communication. We don't leave them in our relational dynamics. We deal with things. So when something comes up, when someone gets triggered, we're not flying off the handle. We're first of all looking internally like what what just got whacked in me? What do I need? What can I be responsible for? And then we open the lines of communication with the other person and we stay in that communication until it's complete on both sides. And what that does is that it ensures that there's no energetic or emotional interference in our relationships with each other so that we can keep powerfully creating. Whether that's in relationship to our purpose or keep creating in the relationship, or keep creating in the community. Um, it doesn't matter. Like your life, your day to day is a creative process. So, like, if you have things that are incomplete, conversations that you're not having, um, lots of open loops, that's where your energy is getting siphoned off, and then. There will be you know a collapse of the energy so that you can try and recoup your your energy that's getting literally leaked everywhere. But if we commit to getting things complete, if we commit to closing loops and having those big bold conversations that we need to be having, um, if we choose to literally level up, our relationships and the people that we're letting in close, well, all of a sudden there's a a smoothness that comes in. This is the reason why my circle of friends, they're just fucking phenomenal people. And everybody, everybody is creating epic shit. Like all of them are up to something that's so cool. And I'm so proud to call them my friends. Like I'm the type of person who loves to champion the people I love and my community makes that very easy for me because they're all just extraordinary people and we aren't special. You know, a lot of people are like, yeah, well, it must be nice. Well, the thing is that community, that circle of friends didn't just drop into our lap. It was a byproduct of each of us doing our internal work on our own individual paths until we collided paths with each other. And then once we did, we were like, hey, you're cool. Let's be friends. And then we begin cultivating the friendship container. Like, If you meet people and you don't cultivate the relationship, it's not going to turn into anything. So friendships require just as much devotion, you know, as any other form of relationship. You know, we have to consciously create all of our relationships. And every single person who is in my life is there because they're playing at a really high level. Like, I think of it like, you know, if you're a professional athlete, you're probably not going to scrimmage with, you know, people who maybe play the game once a year. That's not going to be a fun thing for you. You want to play with people who are at your level because they challenge you. It's way funner when you are playing at the same level with each other. And this is why in relationships we can also m- mismatch and it's a way to subconsciously dominate. You know, if you're further ahead, I talked about this in the dating down episode earlier this year, the dating down pattern, where you date someone where you're like further ahead than they are so that they are having to like play catch up. But then you also get to maintain that position of power and authority over You're untouchable. So it's one of the things that we do to prevent intimacy is choosing people not on our level because if you choose someone on your level, they're going to see that they're gonna be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like cut that nonsense out. Like, like you're better than that. Like don't you have better shit to do? <laughs> you know, and there's just something more that's required of you when you're playing at that level. And so I'm just so stoked to, you know, be doing this work with all of you and to know that you are in that pocket. You are in that pocket of epic creators, of people who are not just accepting the status quo you know, who are really willing to do what it takes to create a life for yourself that feels really true, really authentic, really genuine, really honest, really congruent with who you know yourself to be and this beautiful devotion that I know you must have if you are here to building and creating this level up kind of love, you know, where you inspire each other. Where you call each other to greatness, where you're supportive and you're loving, but there's also this passion, this spiciness that, you know, nurtures and feeds your relationship. Your relationship has all of the core nutrients that it needs in order to thrive. And it's in the container of your relationship where all of these pieces are connected and thriving, that you get to take more risks in your life. You get to take more risks when it comes to expanding into your purpose or becoming more visible in the world. Like when your relationship is really healthy, you know, the inspiration that it will give you to rise and shine and occupy more space in the world and share your gifts and your talents and literally just live all the way out. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing quite like it, you know, and obviously like it's important that you cultivate a relationship to yourself in a way where you are championing yourself and you've got those foundational roots of love locked down so that you can thrive in your life and like follow the threads of, you know, your goals and your dreams and your mission and your purpose. And if you're single right now and trusting that that leads you to the people who are, you know, next up in the next season of your life and really being intentional in the way that you're creating that process and creating that experience for yourself. So this weekend, there is a embodied love workshop and we're focusing on dating for this one. So we're really in the pocket of your epic love era. So we're going to be primarily focusing on how to situationship proof your love life. Because I see far too many people getting tangled up in these situationships, and a situationship is also just going to waste your fucking time, and it's going to pull you off purpose. And I have yet to see someone who is deeply devoted to their purpose who also wastes people's time in situationships. It's usually the people who are disconnected from their purpose, and you know, who are are not following the thread of their soul's mission, who get tangled up in situationships because again, it is dramatic. There's a lot of places where your energy will get tied up and where it can leak out. And you know, if you got leaky energy, (laughs) if you got a lot of drama. Then you don't have to focus on the things that are really, truly in front of you and that are important. So we're going to be diving into the whole world of the anatomy of a situationship, um, what to kind of have on your radar, you know, the early signs that you might be dealing with someone who's going to waste your time. Um, we're going to dive a little bit more into the emotional availability aspect, you know, within yourself, but also within the relational dynamic. And I'm also going to be leading a 45 minute guided embodied alchemy journey. So this is my signature embodiment method. And this one in particular, we're going to be working with that spot in you that gets hooked into things that aren't good for you. So if you'd like to alchemize that, if you'd like to transform that spot in yourself, then this class is a perfect one for you to be at because not only are we going to talk about it in the workshop, but then we're also going to get into the body and figure out where that hook is. And we're going to move that energy so that it's no longer a vibrational and energetic match for you to hook into those patterns. So you want to come play. These workshops are a choose your own adventure. Um, There's a minimum price for the workshop, and then you choose your own adventure. There's a recommended price, which is $111, but there's a minimum price of $55. And you actually get to choose the price that's right and true for you. And, you know, I, I love this because it's a practice in integrity, It's a practice in responsibility. Um, And it's also a way for me to make the work accessible and also still really put some boundaries around who it's for (laughs) and um, make sure that the people in the container are there for the right reasons. So if you'd like to come play, the workshop is on Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, two-hour workshop. Um, There's a community space that everyone gets added to where I put in some digestion questions, where your replay will be posted. So if you'd like to come play there, I'd love to have you. Also keep an eye out if you are on my email list, because this week with Black Friday, I'm going to be sending out some offers. If you'd like to dive into this work, I've got a couple different avenues for you to explore. And if you are new to me and you've never purchased anything before, I have a special offer for you as well. And all of that will be coming out this week. So I'm very, very stoked (laughs) and I would love to hear what you're taking away from this episode. If you found this episode helpful, I would love it if you shared it, whether that's with somebody else in your life who you think they would really benefit from hearing this conversation or share it on your socials. Um, And then reach out to me. Let me know what you're taking away from this episode. I would love to hear it. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, your evening, wherever you are in space and time. And we will be talking to you soon. Bye friends.